0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs
1: aren't just for women, and quit stalling and drink those beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy, and someone's starting with a beer. That was the, almost going to be the wrong one. Shit. Okay. Uh... Wait, can we put, like, <laughs> submarine sonar noises in when they open the beer? <laughs> ping. <laughs> one ping. ping. Yeah. <laughs> this is if there's one ping i like it's beer <laughs> <laughs> that
0: should have been the intro fuck fucking, we can re- okay is, there's still time Let's, okay you know what? i'm redoing it oh wait <laughs> but i just opened it oh god damn it welcome to the drunk guys <laughs> book club where books aren't just for school where book clubs aren't just for women and if there's one ping i like it's beer i'm <laughs> oh <my God>. like <laughs> i'm nate i'm jimmy
1: and we're the drunk guys, and this week we are reading The Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy. And Nate starting with a beer.
0: This is Not in My Dojo by Sleep <laughs> Brewing, because on, like, page five, Captain <laughs> Ramius, like, pulls a ninja move and kills the political officer. Like, just, like, just, like, snaps his neck, just, like, and then pretends that he slipped and fell on tea. Spilled tea on the deck. Anyway, this is a Nipah. Of which sloop makes quite a few. Sloop is also a boat. You know, this is all naval shit. Also true, though no one sailed a sloop. It's in the this one book. boat not in this book. <laughs> it's pretty much every other one. Yeah. So this is a uh, six point six point eight percent alcohol uh, IPA, and it's it's nice, very nice. Brewed with malted oats and flaked oats, Motuca Mosaic, hollertau, Blanc, and Haller two, Hallertau, and Hallertau German. blank hops. I'm not even sure. It's a German hop. Yeah, must be. No Germans in this book.
1: Surprisingly,
2: isn't there like one mention of them? There's, there's mentions like, of East Germans at one point, but
1: oh, there's a bunch there's, of mentions of East Germans. Uh, Just always like ugh, East Germans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we honestly would have finished the book schooner if it wasn't for all the boat stuff in it, though. You no. Know? Anyway. I'm about to lose my mind. A, a, a boat. <laughs> <laughs> eh? But we're not done with the boat puns yacht. Let's get to the book, though. Uh, it's Tom Clancy's first novel. It came out in 1984.
2: 19- 80- yes, it's his first book. It's called Jack Ryan Number 3 in the I series. Think, I think
1: he... Well, because he added prequels later on. Oh, okay. According to... Uh, It was his debut
0: novel, first published in 1984 by the Naval Institute Press, which mostly does like history books about like Navy and stuff. And he was
1: paid $5,000
0: for the initial printing.
1: But he was paid then another 50 grand for the paperback rights, which we we should talk about the publication of the book. I guess we could talk about it now. It's his first book and he expected like a handful of semen to get their hands on it <laughs> there'd be a lot of those jokes this episode and um Fair know, fig- <laughs> all hands on dick <laughs> <laughs> and then you know somehow Ra- president reagan got a copy of it and he made some comment like it was great i loved it it was unputdownable or something like that he said and then the book sales went bananas and they printed it a shitload of copies and then launched tom clancy's Career turning out the exact same book over and over again with just subtle things swapped out. Like instead of it being a submarine, it's
2: a tank or <laughs> like whatever he changes in the other books. They're probably a little more different, he but. He set up that formula so good, they eventually even swapped out the author. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Tupac of books. <laughs> he just keeps pumping out shit
1: in the occasional Xbox video game. Like, right? They still do a Rainbow Six? So that's like really. Oh, yeah, old. they're still making those. Um those those what he put those were his pride month books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy. When you think of progressive, think of Tom Clancy.
1: Tom Clancy, Rainbow Six. And he his, was uh, he you can just
0: tell he is such a republican.
1: I mean uh,
0: 1980s republican, but you can
1: it's definitely there. You can also tell this is the ultimate dad book. Like Yeah. This is a <laughs> holy book, shit. Like as I wrote in my review on Goodreads after finishing reading it, my shorts got shorter. I had to spend more time on my lawn, and then there was a chair I no longer let people sit in at home. Uh, and now I just read the newspaper and mutter under my breath the whole time, like at, at the dinner table. You just kept the book in a clip on your belt?
2: Just oh. to have on hand at all
1: times? <laughs> Yeah, and then I like shoot snot rockets out in the middle of the street because I think that's somehow acceptable. (laughs) Because my hair's thinning. Uh, Yeah, it's the ultimate dad book. Well, let's get to the the plot because it's fucking complicated. And I'll admit right now, I don't remember most of the characters' names. Most of them don't matter. They don't. Yeah, they don't really matter. Though it does get confusing because there's a tremendous amount of like little side crossing. (laughs) Like there's a lot of intrigue stuff and you know, it's very much a product of its time at the like sort of height of the, right at cold the war. end of the cold war. Yeah. Uh, so basically it starts off where we meet
0: Captain Ramius, Captain Marco Ramius, who is a Soviet submarine commander or captain. And first you get a little bit of his background that he has been Just extremely, a yeah, we get a lot, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> the book starts with that, <laughs> he's very disillusioned with the Soviet union. Uh, because he secretly believes in God, but also that his <laughs> wife died through sheer incompetence
2: in the in the understaffed, under-equipped Soviet hospitals. Her surgeon was the son of a high party official, and he was drunk. And, and the medicine they gave her after her
0: appendix burst may just have been water in a vial, and nobody checked it till she was already dead.
1: Oh, it's kind of like that that Chinese vaccine they've been <laughs> selling <laughs> to other parts of the world. <laughs> Maybe there's something to this communism thing. Um, uh, yeah, and so, so really and,
0: and he, uh, and it doesn't say it right away exactly what happens, but you see, but then in, on like page five, he, he, you know, he's setting out on this voyage with his brand new, super top secret, ultra advanced Russian submarine, Soviet submarine. And before you even find out what's really goes on, he brings in the political officer uh, who's really supposed to be there just to make sure everybody follows the rules. He's there to inform on everybody, too. And he brings him into the captain's stateroom, and then literally... And his name was Putin. 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 It was, (laughs) which was actually kind of an amazing coincidence, although the the real Vladimir Vladimir Putin at this time was, in fact, merely a minor KGB officer in the East Berlin... uh, East Berlin, whatever, like Soviet thingy. He probably had killed as many people as die in this book, though. He may have. <laughs> uh but anyway, so so Ramius like kills the political officer and makes it look like it makes it look like a accident. Makes it look like oh he slipped and fell. Oh, he was alive just moments ago. <laughs> no, he waited till his heart stopped before he called the doctor. So you know, he definitely did it on purpose. And it turns out that I all on
1: some semen that
0: uh, other like officers on the submarine are also in on whatever plot he has. And you realize probably within about 30 or 40 pages that really what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to defect that all that captain Ramius and the other officers who are all proteges of his and that he got them all together, picked them for this crew just because they all were going to defect to America. And there are just so many stories you get from each of their from different pe- Russian people's backgrounds, you know, that he made up that are just so well not implausible, but just absurd about how corrupt and dysfunctional the Soviet Union was. Though oh, the, yeah. the stories themselves weren't implausible, like that kind of thing. Definitely, the kind of stuff that actually like happened, it probably did.
1: But there's so much of it. A Missed Opportunity, though, like at the end, spoiler, when they defect, and they're speaking, like, broken English, it would have been really funny if one of them was like, yes, we are so happy to defecate to America, like, because they're, like, (laughs) fucking up words all the time. I was hoping for that the whole book, knowing it wouldn't happen. Opportunity lost. Missed it, Clancy. Too busy smoking a pipe and watching reruns of Andy Griffith or whatever you were doing in 1983 (laughs) when he wrote this shit. Counting the times he saw Blue Jay in the window outside. (laughs) (laughs) Getting really mad when people took his parking spot in front of his house. (laughs) So that's the beginning. And you know right away that's what's happening. But nobody else knows it right away because this is like a mystery novel, essentially. It's a thriller, but a thriller is essentially just a variation of the mystery story. Like, they have to figure out what the thing is. And don't worry, they have the best guy in the world on it. Jack Ryan, PhD, CIA analyst, three months a marine yeah, three occasional. months. <laughs> yeah, who's a marine for three months? That comes up often. And he stubbed his toe, and they had to kick him out. Blue ribbon winner Baker at the <laughs> Idaho
2: State Fair. Like he just—he has an unbelievable recipe. He is America personified, baby. He really is. He is the idea of freedom in a suit. He also has an honorary knighthood.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> which
0: <is laughs> which I, which Tom Clancy later turned that into a into a whole book. That event was it? I, I can't. Remember. I think it's that Patriot was, uh, Games or Patriot Clear and Present yeah. Danger, or at least that's what the movie is about. I haven't read any of his other books, but
2: I, I was surprised that he wrote about that in this one. I thought this was his third book, so I thought, oh yeah, that's fucking the one where he kills the evil e- IRA guys by accident, preserving England because he was there to take them down on a guided tour with his family, and those fucking redcoats can't defend themselves and their freedom. Good thing he's there. But he didn't. He made it up afterwards. Apparently they mm-hmm. hate us.
0: They hate them for their freedom. But he so, did yeah. mention, oh, and he has a knighthood because in this little thing, he's happened to save some important British officials from terrorists. And then he does just like a throwaway line in one paragraph. And I was like, oh, wait,
1: isn't that a, isn't that a movie? So he's Sir Dr. Jack Ryan.
2: DBS.
1: DBS. <laughs> Notary public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chiropractor and uh, Reiki practitioner. Well, the re-
2: real things only. Reflexologist. <laughs> um, Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah, it's like volunteer he can fireman. Eat a thousand <laughs> pies, like a real American. But Jack is like, hey, you know, <laughs> they're they're some some who the fuck does someone call Jack and they're like, Jack, what's up with this submarine? And he's like. I'll figure it out. Or did he? I forget why. How the fuck he's he in, starts? He's
1: in England at the time, and he's yeah. there just trying to buy a fucking Barbie. That's all he wants to so do. because it's what, almost Christmas. What happens is
0: that um, the like he's a CIA analyst, and he um, is like tracking all the sub. He's submarines, you know, because naval history is kind of his thing. He's tracking the submarines, and then that it's discovered that this one key submarine named the Red October. Uh, was scheduled to leave a week later. It it had already left, and nobody knew where it went. It had already left its like you know, birth or housing or wherever it was, and he left early. And I was like, oh, huh, that's kind of funny. And and but they had these pictures from a mole inside the Soviet Union, pictures of the sub, and it has these weird things on them, these weird doors on the front and the back. And then everyone's like, what what the fuck are those? But you know, it's not that detailed. And you can't just go enhance like on CSI, so they to actually, <laughs> so they actually had to work to figure out what the, what they were. But somebody he brings it to some engineer dude. Oh, the best one character in the book,
2: Skip, the, the guy, with the, the one-legged, leg- the one-legged cum <laughs> factory. Yeah, there's <It> eleven <laughs> children, <laughs> and at one point. Like, you're
1: not a Mormon or a papist. <laughs> they had to cut off
2: the legs so they could make room for his huge balls for
1: all the semen. that leg was getting in the way of whenever his wife wanted to hop on it. He's he was getting get chub rub. <laughs> so, 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 he, so I'm not the only one who has, suffers from that affliction.
2: <laughs> he did, but it was just from his balls because oh, he, had, he has to have a, a child every year or they explode. <laughs> He gets like a spinal tap,
1: but in his scrot, just to drain him out every so often. It's like draining your knee. <laughs> like, like an operation, he got yeah. water on the knee. <laughs> he's
2: the best yeah. character in the book. He, he's a guy who also used to work for the Navy. He was like going to be a general or an admiral, but then he got a—he clipped by a drunk driver, and the guy was like, you can't have any more kids. He's like, I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, well, you can't be an admiral with one leg because you got to stand up on the boat. Uh, so he said, okay, fine, I'll just get my PhD and go to MIT <laughs> in, and in to teach science. everybody about boats, boatology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this book was definitely a love letter to the U.S. Navy. And because... Yeah. Every single American and every single, you know, naval officer and member, it was like the smartest, most capable, most professional, most courageous, contrasting that with the utter chaos of the Soviet Union.
1: I would, I would amend that say, it's, it's a love letter to the United States because it was like all about how great America is. But it was a love letter he wrote to the United States while he blew the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) And President Reagan. Well, no, it's... I mean, but Reagan wasn't a... The president was like a mobster lawyer. He was... uh, It's like Giuliani, basically.
2: They never give him a name. They just call him the president, the whole book.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was going to be Reagan because he is like charming and stuff. And that's like one of the things about Reagan you hear. But... Uh, but then he said he was a, he was a former trial lawyer and then like later circuit judge who then fucking took down the mob like that 's the backstory of this president. so was Rudy Giuliani I got a Giuliani vibe but I don't, but I don't know if that actually happened was yet. Even like that, had, thing that hadn't happened yet no
0: well uh, he the, he the, was in the middle shit. he was in the middle of being the 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 prosecutor in New
1: York that was in the process of taking Tom Clancy wouldn 't have mafia. known about him because he 's never been on a boat. <laughs> But he would have liked it. Like, I think that Julianne, Phillips, a nice Catholic boy, he probably would have liked that because...
2: Well, he had a lot of a, papist jokes in this. So. Clancy was a Catholic. No, well, yeah. that makes sense. But they're going to try and find this submarine. They've got to find it. But it's going to be hard because it's a submarine. That's why they made them. So the submarine guy's like, we've got to be really quiet because they're going to be looking for echoes of us. <laughs> this is echoes of us from Finback. It's a double IPA and it's like eight, eight percent, something like that. I don't know. Eight percent. It's a lot bitterer than I expected. I mean, it's not bitter, but the finish is far more bitter than usual.
1: Are you ready to return to that type of IPA? Are you like done? Are you like, I think
2: some people are kind of. No, I'm still okay with it.
1: I'm I'm fine with
2: this too. I mean, it's not like the old ones were just like, how, how uncomfortable can we make you? Uh, so this is just like, it's, it's just not as crazy sweet and the finish is a little bitterer, but not in a bad way. It's good. So they're going to find this submarine because
0: everyone wants it. First they have to figure out like what is different about this submarine. And so they get the, the computer, they get the engineer guy to write a program for the Cray supercomputer in a week. (laughs) And they're going to model $20,000 to model what exactly going on. And, it, and they figure out that, yeah, for $20,000 uh, and they figure <laughs> out that the thing is a, is a super ultra quiet, like new submarine drive because. It's like a Dyson vacuum, but <laughs> <of> submarines, <laughs> <laughs> because submarines, you know, obviously being quiet is there in fact only defense because once they're found once the once once they can be found by surface ships and stuff like that they're completely screwed so they're incredibly vulnerable so this super ultra quiet thing that they believe that captain ramius believes the soviets cannot they'll be they'll be going so quiet that the soviets won't be able to detect them and neither will the americans so they believe that they can make he can make it all the way to america with the submarine to defect
1: but the the guy who does this program because it's 1984, they're like, "Can you figure this out on the thing at this universe?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? I'm going to need tens of bits of data." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, but something like, like he basically nowadays whatever he did could be done on an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> like just
2: on your smartphone. Yeah. They also, <laughs> en- they also mentioned that Jack Ryan wears an expensive but accurate digital watch. <laughs> Like a <laughs> that show- it has a gold band. Like why? Well, it also right. shows the temperature.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> when he holds a button on the side, the face lights up. <laughs> Very convenient in the theater. Like just really stupid details. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, Skip uh figures out, but it takes a week. Call him Skip so he's got one leg. I really, I, I really. And he just has like, <laughs> like hop. <laughs> just. Well, if he was a woman, they could have called him Eileen, but. Peg? No. Peg. Yeah. He liked to eat at IHOP. No. <laughs> anyway, so they that that has to that has to take like half the book though before you get the answer. So they like, we'll just pretend we know. Well actually we'll it, it they figure it
0: out uh, really a lot faster than you'd think because Jack Ryan is able to realize that the sub leaves before it's supposed to leave. And then they notice that the entire Russian naval fleet, like surface fleet, is out. Is suddenly headed towards America. Is like literally headed, you know, all the subs, the straight too. west, and the su- and the submarines. And that they had actually were tracking, they were tracking a submarine. I mean, one of the the USS Dallas was tracking a submarine that um, seemed to kind of disappear. Except the like genius sonar guy, <laughs> yeah. sonar officer
2: on that <laughs> Savant particular sub, ear man who just figured like, figured it out.
0: Yeah, he he recorded over a a tape of Bach in order I to... I always
1: preferred the Glenn Gould version anyway. <laughs> like, obnoxious. So, he is able to
0: sort of figure out that, like, this sounds really funny. This is, doesn't sound like a submarine I've ever heard. What's going on and he just figures out how to f- detect the sound or find it and he does it by like speeding it up and you can tell that there's a little bit of a noise with it. So, the this one particular submarine, the USS Dallas, a Los Angeles-class submarine, is able to actually track the Red October, but they're like the only ones, and uh, Jack Ryan is able to put together all this information and realize that wait a minute, they're not headed where you think they would go. It's almost like they're headed directly for the east coast of America. That's not that that's a weird thing. And he and he, and they have a meeting at in the white in the White House with the president, joint chiefs, and he Jack Ryan says, I think he's trying to defect, which. Sure, that's like the point of the book and everything, but there's no way anyone ever would have
1: figured that out in reality. Well, there was there was a, some like war games they were supposed to be doing. They just finished. They, that was like the reason why the Red October was supposed to. Like, they, they went out and they're like, "We have to go hide, and then like, we'll go find you." Because that's how war games work. It's just hide and seek in the sea. And then they're like, "But they should be done with that now." Why are they all getting more? And then everyone's like, "Is it a is it a big feint?" Like they're and then this gets into like the real thing about the book that really gets into like the Cold War mentality. It's like it looks like they're doing this, but do they want it to look like that so we'll think this is that? And it's like, or do they want us to think it's that so it'll look like this, and then we'll really think it's that because it's this other thing. And then there's like eleven dimensions of Are they just pretending that this Russian sub is actually going to
0: defect and everyone else is chasing them just to make us th- think that but in reality they're actually moving their entire fleet directly towards the east coast of america and they want to do it without us being alarmed now in reality if the entire russian fleet in 1984 you know 1984 the entire russian atlantic fleet just all of a sudden pointed due west and turned toward america that would the you know the president would be like bring us to DEFCON two world war that we could be at war any moment now but he doesn't he's like oh okay this is some like secret
2: thing and well Jack is there to to, to remedy explain it, it. yeah and they're like I've never met you before but you saved a red coat once and I believe you because you write books on boats so we'll hinge our entire national defense on your hunch
1: yeah well they say he's right before he goes into like the. uh the Situation Room, or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, like, what's the, the What's the president like? He's like, just answer his questions. He'll ask you hard questions if he has to, and then he's like, okay. And, and then, then he gives a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs>
2: then, it's probably a slideshow at this
1: point. Oh, it was a slideshow. They said yeah. we have the slides all set up. They literally say that, and then you you could. have really added <laughs> the, the drama. Like we could see right here, chunk that this submarine is different chunk enhance. <laughs> Maybe he said enhance to hide the ka-chunks. <laughs> oh of the uh of the fucking the, the vent the fan on that thing.
2: It's warmer in here because of this slide projector.
1: <laughs> this, this is getting really it's a really hot situation guys. Oh, that's no, just the slideshow. So they Hold on, I need a beer. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I could drink it anywhere, but but you guys have them and I'm getting jealous. Fucking I don't know what happened to my hands. There's some sort of palsy. that I can't open beer cans anymore. My body's rebelling against me. This is a repeat beer. But you know, when the the Russians are traveling all over the Atlantic, which they're like, that's our sea, goddammit. And then one goes like, it's technically an ocean, sir. Uh, that part.
0: That's <laughs> the Monroe Doctrine.
1: Like, that's ours. And then, and that's, what, that's like one of the things Jack Ryan says to convince the president. He's like, it's our sea, president. And he's like, you're goddamn right it is. I was elected by the mer people. Fuck Canada. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, and, and also, like it all takes place around Iceland for most of the book. And like, fuck them, you whale-eating cousin fuckers. Don't give a shit about Iceland. Don't worry, we don't have any fans in Iceland, I don't think. Vikings don't listen to podcasts. Oh, they don't have the internet I'm, there. Uh,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm going to check. It's, it's right elf-powered. <laughs> There's one <laughs> elf on a little wheel spinning and powering the one cable modem to the country. <laughs> Just throwing pixie dust at people's iPhones (laughs) to get them to work. Now you have the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apple Bjork answer all of her fan mail. So this is uh, from Evil Twin and American Solera, and it is called Brewers Without Borders because... Oh, my God. We have exactly one download
0: from Iceland on Spotify. One download total? Yep. Exactly. One download total. No, no. One in the last seven days. Oh
1: oh shit well don't piss them off mike i'm so sorry leif (laughs) Uh, (laughs) give the alpha cookie for us uh well i feel like a real naked jerk uh, over here (laughs) but uh so this is called brewers without borders 2021 edition because we did actually have the 2020 edition or two is the 2019 edition um From Evil Twin and American Solera, it is an imperial stout brewed with cinnamon, hazelnut, coffee, and our marshmallow, which I think is what the our pillow guy, the my pillow guy, also (laughs) makes. Our marshmallow, (laughs) it's really good. It kind of just tastes like a like a Starbucks coffee product, like a macchi, like one of those things you'd buy in like the glass jar. I don't know what that's called, a frappuccino, I don't know what the fuck anything is called from
2: Starbucks, but sunka sunka thingaccino. Yeah
1: which is not to be confused with the italian admiral in the book (laughs) mancuso or whatever his name is oh yeah who
2: vito luigi cannelloni lasagna pasta (laughs)
1: fagioli oh yeah that guy who later on when they have to feed the russians he says and i quote i got some good cooks captain Shame this wasn't last week. We had lasagna, just like a mama used to make. <laughs> All that was missing was the Chianti. <laughs> and you know he was moving his hands oh, to, of course, to, yeah. to help the Russians understand that. Yeah, or just like a mama used to make. Mwah! <laughs> he must have done. It was a real a spicy a meatball. Uh, there's a lot of characters. That was one that's fun. You might think, because we have a... Vaguely successful book and beer podcast that we figured everything out? Emphasis on vaguely. Very vaguely. Well, as most other podcasters refer to our podcast, they say, Whoa, What? <laughs> 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 you, you might think we've figured it all out. But even we could benefit from some tips sometimes. and That's where life coaching
2: comes in. And of all the life coaches we know, our favorite is Tracy Michelle Bullock, founder of Simplicity Do Your Dream. She's
0: a writer, a former startup COO, and doula. HR professional, and creative thinker who is relatable, wacky, real, and very much an
1: expert in all things work and job-related. She is a uh, career and creativity coach who supports job seekers, freelancers, artists, entrepreneurs, and any other professional who wants an expert eye and ear to spitball, strategize, and offer any other kind of support for their career aspects of their lives and work.
0: If you want to connect, Tracy offers free 30-minute meet-and-greet calls, you can book via Instagram or the website simplicitydoyourdream.com and 20% off your first month of coaching if you drop drunk guys via scheduling a call, email, or direct message.
2: So if you'd like to connect, check out Tracy on Instagram at Tracy Michelle Bullock. That's Tracy Michelle with one L B U L L O C K. Or you can go to our website at simplicitydoyourdream.com to learn more and schedule a meet and greet. And now, back to us. So they have to, like, they president's like,
1: get me more information. And then for some reason, they're like, you know what'll help? If you pretend you're a British sailor. <laughs> That's how we'll do it.
0: So they had to send... So, okay, the British have one of their uh, aircraft carriers, the um, Invincible, in the Atlantic and they're like we need more ships so they're like we need somebody to talk to the Brits to help to get them cuz they're in a better situ they're in more in the right place to like find the sub right now so we need somebody to go talk to them and we want to keep this ultra secret so we need somebody who already knows the secret and can talk to- can speak British <laughs> who could we find <laughs> so they they find so they put Jack Ryan on an airplane, on a fighter jet to like get there faster. No, he's first put on he like get, a no, cargo
1: plane.
2: <laughs> like, he's on a cargo plane first, and then the cargo plane lands on a boat. And then that he gets on a fighter plane and takes a fighter plane to the British boat. So
1: he takes the Harrier,
2: right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's
1: like not the plane that can just like lift straight It's a plane up? from True Lies. Yeah. Sweet.
0: Uh, Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so then Jack Ryan is on exactly the what British, yeah, it's a VTOL, vertical takeoff and landing. Okay, so... um,
1: it Was VTOL, that was one of the Italian guy's middle names, right? Uh, yeah, I
2: think that was his first, I think his, name, his first name
1: was Vito. Vito. <laughs> I think it really was. <laughs> so Jack Ryan spends a,
0: probably like the middle part of the book, like half of the book, but you know, like the middle, um, on the British uh, aircraft carrier. Just talking to them, and, and meanwhile, like the book is almost like fifty percent from Captain Ramius and fifty percent from uh, Jack. All Ryan. of America. It's, more it's actually, like that's not true either. Twenty five percent
1: from Jack. There Ryan's are
0: perspective. there are lots of little side characters that only get
2: one chapter, but you also get their whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's really it's really just their military history because that's the only part of them that matters. And why they
1: either <laughs> love America or they hate Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's all part of everyone's story. And there's freedom.
0: only one woman in the entire book, and she's only on like two pages in one
2: scene. The spy? Uh, there's a spy? A l- spy lady? There's a lot of women, but they're all boats and planes. That's, That's the only <laughs> time they use that, the pronoun <laughs> she is for boats
1: in this book. Boats and hoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the one lady, I forgot her name.
2: It was like... Uh, the, one of the doctors was a lady. Dixie Normus.
1: It was a ridiculous name. It was like a Bond girl name almost, but not quite that bad. But she was in... She was the spy that they used to catch like the senator's aide or something. Well, she's like, just a, mentioned in...
2: Pa- oh, yeah, oh, the the, uh, the Yeah, and she's she like, can the I use can yeah. I use your phone? Another, like,
1: one of the many plot lines that didn't need to be in the book, and I'm sure was cut out of the movie. Yeah. That had to be cut out of the movie.
2: They did mention women one and one very important line when that uh, one very angry, very shitty Soviet pilot is uh, pissing <laughs> off all the uh, British pilots, and so they fly out to meet him. And it's like, "Hey, turn around! That's not very nice!" And he's like, "You hey, fuck you, freedom lover! I love communism!" Yeah. And the guy's <laughs> like, "Oh, we just you know you should turn around. This so, bread's
1: worth waiting in line for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you're you're scaring our people. Like, we have some trainee operators aboard." Two of them are women, and we don't want them to get rattled their first time out. And the guy's like, Oh, women, I'll go land. Sorry. <laughs> it's more dangerous with women here. It could attract bears. Air <laughs> fully... bear bears. They're you know, like, I thought the Russians. We call bears. the Russians bears. Sky bears are the most dangerous kind of bear. <laughs> Wasn't Sky Bears one from Peter Pan? When <laughs> you said they're
1: taking shits in the sea. Didn't oh, yeah, you call Sky, bears? Sky? <laughs> Sky Bears, yeah. Sky Bears there's um also jack ryan's daughter gets mentioned and only in the context that she wants a barbie doll so it's really I mean, jack, jack Ryan: jack ryan mentioned she does ha-
0: he does oh, have she a plays wife the
1: piano really well yeah she and is, is a she's a to impress other men she's
2: like a wife from fucking pride and prejudice <laughs> and, and is a lady doctor <laughs> she's an op op ophthalmologist which is too many p's and h's and t's in there in a weird order <laughs> but he, she's only really mentioned in, yes, in her capacity to uh, play instruments and uh, make Jack look more impressive.
1: He's very impressive. He also is independently wealthy because he could play the stock market. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that detail? <laughs> it's like, now that he has... There's he a work. whole chapter
0: about Apple computers at the end. Oh. Uh, at the at the end, I mean, the end is like really dumb,
1: but it's like they're telling Captain Ramius, oh, yeah, we could get you an Apple computer if oh, you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When they try, they Americanize him in the course of four hours by watching E.T. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we got a, oh God, that's so dumb. Um, so then he's hanging out with the British. And also, by the way, do you notice that they just drink coffee relentlessly throughout this book? Well, he's up for like Ex- days at a time, except when they're bringing, drinking whiskey. Or he has a brandy. Because then, the man. <laughs> and and then after he drinks the brandy and wakes up the next day the thought processes are such man thoughts he's like a little tired feeling a little hungover so much for that theory that the good stuff doesn't make you hungover (laughs) like that's not a theory you're you have a phd (laughs) you're just like
2: figuring that shit out (laughs) how lame was your college dude Well, he's a phd in naval history so probably pretty lame just spend his Actually, whole spend. I don't know if it was PG was in naval history. He just writes books on naval history, I'm assuming.
1: Books that conveniently get published in Russian and are read by naval captains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <in> <laughs> yeah, because Ramiya says, Oh, I read one of your books. You are totally wrong. It was bad. And he's like, You're you're an American now. Ha ha ha. Okay, we I've never needed so, to express an opinion before. I feel so free. <laughs> you also believe in God? Okay, we've got to go we gotta get to there though. Uh
0: there's a whole bunch of stuff in the middle where um, Captain Ramius has sabotaged his own ship to make it look like there, that there's a leak in the nuclear reactor. But it's very, very minor. I mean, and then you get to this whole thing where he's he did it and because he's the expert on the ship. He helped design it. That he sort of was able to, like, drill a tiny little hole in one little part of the nuclear reactor that would let out a tiny bit of radiation just enough to scare everybody that he could then fake engine trouble and then uh because he apparently knew he would have to use that in order to actually get the sub to America to to defect and that like that whole like thing goes on for quite a long time there's also he he explains to his crew that he lies to his crew saying that oh well our orders are to run completely silently no radio at all and we're going to go to
1: Cuba because and everyone was just which like, are, sweet which is communist, of course. Cuban tail. <laughs> that's yeah, all that's, that's literally idea. it's
0: like Cuban women. That's all they want, and you know, and no rum. snow. That's that's what they want. Yep. But because it's a submarine, if you unless you are literally the captain driving the boat or the navigation officer, you have no idea where you are, and that's you, that's a that's a key plot line. You just tell, whoa, we have to, we're going to be underwater, going completely silent for many many days. You can trust me that we're going where I told you we're going and actually he wasn't. He wasn't going where he was where where he told them at all. Instead of heading straight for Cuba, he heads more like towards Virginia, I
1: guess, or at least that's where he ends up. Yeah. And then there's a lot of there're like a bunch of plots realize in the that middle about submarines, like I guess I never really thought about it. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of strange. I never realized that they have no fucking idea where they are you, i mean that they it have makes no sense windows? like you wouldn't be like if there were windows like i recognize that rock like what would <laughs> they, it totally makes sense it's but i never thought about it too
2: dark anyway
1: yeah it is you know the the ocean it
0: gets completely pitch black really not as deep as you would even think so there's absolutely no reason to even have a little porthole even if you wanted one which you wouldn't because that would just make it harder and it would break
1: I also, it also comes up later that they can't even see in front of them. Like they're, they're, you know, flying or sailing, boating, submarine, (laughs) but they're not sailing. What are they doing? Driving? Uh, Boat, driving. I think they say driving in the book, but based only on instruments, you know, they just like, all right, here's our little, I, I I didn't even, I never had reason to think of how to, how does a submarine work? The only times that you see footage underwater it's like a Discovery Channel thing where they have a giant spotlight to try to see a squid. So I just kind of assume that they're looking, like they have headlights, <laughs> and uh, and then that creates a whole lot of the drama in the book. That they're like, oh, we knew there was a weird submarine thing because they were able to sail around these like underwater mountains. And how did they know where they were going? And then later on, they ram another fucking submarine. Like, well, it's not till
0: the end, but they're always to the American sub keeps using this term, Crazy Ivan. Oh, Crazy Ivan, where apparently, if I, maybe I don't quite have this correct, but Russian subs used to try and fake out American subs by like basically coming to a full stop and backing up only to make the uh, uh, American subs like run into them. I thought, they did, I thought them. they did a big turn. They just, I, I don't know. It was something like that. They, like, try and, they try and, like, do a, do a thing to, to fake them I call it a crazy yeah. island, but which could result in a collision, underwater collision, submarine collision that they used to do. And maybe it's, I don't, I don't know if Because they this can't, is real.
2: Uh, the sonar, because they're using the sonar to find other boats, other submarines, and they're like, oh, something's over there, and because they have wizard ears, they're like, I can hear that it's 17 meters long, and it's got a fin with a, it's got a propeller with one dented blade. I was like, okay, sure, dude. But mostly, yeah. you can't really tell. You can't tell what exactly what it is. So sometimes you are like, is that an American one or a Russian one? But you can't have sonar going out behind you to see if anyone's following you because your own propeller gets in the way. The like, sound kind of your of own propeller will essentially
0: will block all noise coming from directly behind. Is that you. A, a baffle or
1: something like that? So that that's
0: called no. It's just it's just kind of like.
1: That's, That's where all the sound,
0: sound all, the sound of your own engine will be so loud in your own microphone that you won't
2: be able to hear anything else.
0: Hmm.
2: Even Mr. Wizard Ears, who was like, ah, I just heard the first mate fart on the other ship.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I believe they served beans today, sir, <laughs> uh, in, the, in, in the mess hall. So, so there's all this
0: stuff, and eventually they get Captain Ramius to stop somewhere, and he had to fake engine trouble, and he's the one looking at the periscope, and the Americans are able to, because they had already figured it out, that he's trying to defect, and they, they do, like, little Morse code with the light thing, and he's looking at his periscope, that it says, um, you know, we know, like, ping once if you're trying to defect, let us know that you're doing this, and then Captain Ramius says... Captain Ramius, who amazingly still has a Scottish accent.
1: I was going to ask because I've never seen the movie, but he, I bet he didn't
0: even try. He did. Right? No, Sean no, Connery no, no.
2: never tries.
0: Sean Connery said a couple of phrases now. in Russian, probably still Badly. with a Scottish accent. <laughs> and then just spoke in normal Sean Connery the rest of the time. But to American ears, because the accent is foreign, even though it's Scottish and not Russian, it kind of still works. It's like, eh. I mean, it's stupid
2: that it works, but it does. <laughs> it's like, it's still fine. I mean, sometimes they do that where they just <laughs> everybody English accents. Like, that's, that's what foreign people sound like. But that, this was like him a thing doing American American the Scottish do. one. And then I think everybody else was doing fake Russian accents. I think so, too. Yeah. So it was just him extra hard not trying.
1: What was, he won an Oscar for the, with the Untouchables, or weren't they like fucking Chicago cops? Chicago cops. <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> Chicago FBI.
0: Uh, yeah, Treasury. Like he's
2: like
1: fucking. It
0: was the, like Elliot
2: Ness and them guys, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like maybe I think he might have he might have been an Irish guy, and certainly the average person was like close enough. Uh, but he made absolutely no effort, and he got an award for that. So. He, that was before this movie. There was no reason he was going to try harder then. <laughs> <laughs> this shitty movie. Uh, so <laughs> but there's so much that we've skipped, and it's fine that we skipped it, because it was
2: stupid. Because what we skipped is just um, the technical specifications of every boat, plane, missile, uh, submarine... Uh, Government-issued pen. <laughs> yeah, pen, gun, <laughs> bullet. Um, it was, I think this book was 30%... Text specs like it was worse than Michael Crichton oh it is definitely worse than Michael Crichton
1: yeah because at least Michael Crichton used Wikipedia this guy used the fucking naval handbook <laughs> <laughs> I actually I can definitely see why it would be annoying but I actually didn't mind
0: it probably because I kind of end up reading a lot of science fiction with a lot of technical detail and this really felt very similar but it just wasn't science fiction I mean it was fiction yeah and about science, but it wasn't sci-fi because it wasn't, you know, spaceships and stuff like that. It was like, no, these are more, probably more or less accurate technical details about the U.S. Navy, but he just included a lot of that stuff.
1: Well, he was writing it for the naval audience, so it makes sense that that would be in there. Yeah. You know what I got, reading this book, I got strong uh, Stephen King on a boat vibes because every character I need he to hear... Say anything whole, about
2: anyone's penis size. That's,
1: that was the only thing missing was it, like... <laughs> There were no Jehoobies in the entire book. Yeah, there's no
2: room for Jehoobies. But just like every time
1: you meet a character and it's like, new chapter taking place on the fucking boat named the Edmund Fitzgerald, whatever the fuck (laughs) ship they're on. Edmund Fitzgerald. That's the famous Wreck
0: of the the Edmund Fitzgerald by uh, Gordon Gordon Lightfoot. Lightfoot.
1: (laughs) One of Canada's greatest songwriters. (laughs) Um, So they're like, oh, he takes down the head of Miss Gerald. Well, Ethan Allen was one of the ships. Isn't that a pants store? Uh, I think it's oh, it a furniture a store. Uh, furniture oh, store, yeah. Furniture, yeah. Also <laughs> an
0: American Revolutionary War general dude.
1: And he was really into... <laughs> 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 uh But anyway, it will start off in like, damn it, grimaced Captain Frank, and whatever the fuck his name is, and he looked at his control panel, which had eleven red lights on it, which made him very happy. And then it's all this, and, he, and then it reminded him of his childhood fishing in the Chesapeake Bay. <laughs> like, what, why do I? Why is this happening now? This has nothing to do with anything. And then, like, three pages later, after like the guy's dog dies, and then he enlists after Vietnam, and then he ends up working his way through the ranks, and then he gets this job because another guy tried to screw him over at the office, but fucked his wife. Like, all this shit happens. <laughs> And then the chapter, it doesn't matter. That guy didn't matter at all. That, you never that see him kind of, again. It did that it, a th- lot, yeah. That kind of thing happens all the time, and that felt like The Stand by Stephen King, or felt like uh, uh, Salem's Lot. Like, any of the books that just have random characters with, uh, you know, this person drove the bus every day. You get their whole life story, because they do one tangentially important thing to the plot. That made me feel... That felt like Stephen King to me. Though... I was thinking, am I just being mean or like picky because I don't really Mm -hmm. like Stephen King that much? Is this just like what all thrillers do? And I guess maybe they do. Maybe that's just a part of the The, genre. uh, No. This had way (laughs) Way more of that. Way more than was necessary. That's for sure. You know what else had way more than was necessary? Since we made enough semen jokes, I just want to tell you a couple lines I highlighted that I'm not cutting anything out of this line. But I just want to to get your opinion on since, since there's a lot of semen in the book. How vaguely, ambiguously homosexual this line sounds. <laughs> you hungry, Jack? I got some sticky buns here. <laughs> what do you think of that line? <laughs> when he meets the guy, he's like, he's an admirable guy. Uh, there's that. And uh, maybe you could tell me. Come on back to my inner sanctum. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I don't know much about like, the don't ask, don't tell of the Navy of the 1980s. But there's a couple of their... Uh, a couple other lines in the book when they ride like the stallion, <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> and like a bunch of guys go down on the stallion, <laughs> the Italian stallion, that, that boat captain.
1: <laughs> like, there's a few lines like
2: this. Is this like a is this is this what a dog whistle is? Like, what's happening you, right you, now? You missed the most extreme one at the end when he gets into the shootout with the bad guy. The man was turning as Ryan jerked off six shots. <laughs> I, I did notice that one. It's like that's not how you shoot a gun, Tom. But
1: that wasn't the end. That was three quart. That was when it should have ended. Oh, that yeah. was three quarters through the book.
0: Well, he we're getting just there. Finished. Okay. So
1: after uh,
0: a Six little, a bunch of impressive. time, they they are able to signal Captain Ramius through the Morse code, and he's the only one who knows. Um, like, uh, put one ping, do one ping if you understand, and then he tells his crew. Ramius, it comes up with some sort of uh, little uh, excuse and says, you know, oh, I think there might be dolphins over there. Can I have one <laughs> ping, <laughs> one, just <laughs> one ping? And then they do it, ping. and then and it's like, oh, okay. And then they tell him, okay, go to these coordinates, one ping, if you understand. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, I really, oh, there are some really, there's a there's a whale over there. I think the one
1: he's ping, taking and a then shit. He, <laughs> ping him <laughs> let <laughs> one, him know we're watching <laughs> one
0: <laughs> and then Brain he does it. blowhole <laughs> so at this point they they sort of are able to uh captain ramius is able to convince go go to the right location while telling them that they actually have so much that the radioactive leak from the nuclear powered submarine oh yeah we actually missed the part where sorry i'm gonna go back where because the entire russian fleet is chasing them and the russian subs are
1: so shitty one of them has a <laughs> meltdown <laughs> <laughs> cuz it's doing it's doing 11 miles an hour like the duct tape holding it together falls off it's basic it's not far from oh, that oh yeah that's pretty much it and considering that this
0: came out this book came out before chernobyl he was actually really pretty accurate on what a nuclear meltdown in a Russian and a sub would
1: actually kind of be like. I like the guy who gets immolated and it's like, and the entirety of Boris Goodenov went through his head as he melted. Like just, <laughs> just all Russian nonsense.
0: Yeah. So a Russian sub and then the, like the Russians are like, Oh, we're just looking for a submarine that sank. That's what they're telling the Americans about. Why their entire surface fleet is headed directly for the America full of important people. Yes. Cause they're all the sons of important people in and back in Russia,
1: so, they're on a glass-bottom boat tour. We gotta get them. <laughs> they all just missing. They were on a three-hour tour, and
0: they just
1: <laughs> can't make it there. Uh,
0: they bring them there, and Ramius is able to like tell his crew, "Oh, the radiation is worse. We need to leave. It's gonna sink because it, the Americans have this plan that they're going to try." Okay. The Americans, they have this problem where they can't just take possession of a billion-dollar Soviet submarine because then the Soviets will ask for it back, even though it has it's super high, it's the most high-tech shit that the Soviets have, and it has all their latest technology. So the Americans would love to get a look at it and see how it works, especially with this ex- new
1: experimental you know, silent drive that... With a warp speed caterpillar engine because, you know, that what sounds faster than a caterpillar? So this plan that they're going to... <laughs> That's what this caterpillar drive.
0: Somehow, yeah. Jack Ryan is able to realize that it's only the officers and not the enlisted men. So they're able to, like, they're going to bring in a, a old American sub into the same location and then blow it up as soon as they get all the russians off so that they can say oh yes look your your sub had so much trouble look at that and so all that of was, the russians can, idea, all, actually, all of the russians can say or, or the, all the russian you know enlisted men can be like oh yeah that sub sank look at that we saw it so they did not so anyway uh, ramius there's
1: a there's a lot of conversations where higher ranking guys are
2: like can't we just murder all the guys on the boat <laughs> And the president's like, no. No, no. The CIA guy, the head of CIA, is like, it occurred to us, but we can't do that. Murder 100 men, even if we wanted to. There's no way to conceal it in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't do that kind of stuff during peacetime, guys, with the it, CIA. We've never killed anybody this in isn't, peacetime. This
0: isn't Vietnam.
2: This isn't it, Guatemala. It comes up a
1: lot. No, it comes up a bunch of times, and every time they're like, we can't do that anymore. That would be naughty. <laughs> Ickle. <laughs> We can't yeah. sell arms to the Contras. Okay.
2: No, sorry. Like That's the a, year this came out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they are able to, like, Ramius is able to tell everybody, oh, yes, we're being rescued by the Americans because of the radiation leak. Oh, look, it's going to blow up. And they managed to do that, and they get all the off. But, oh, and they get all the enlisted men off, but all of the, but Captain Ramius into, off. like, <laughs> 10, op- <laughs> they get them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they it's <laughs> just semen everywhere. <laughs> They <laughs> guess i'm off the sub and then the sub is only captain ramius like 10 russian officers uh plus, plus like four americans it's jack ryan and then like a couple it's of just other- jack ryan and that british guy oh just the british guy and then yeah. they're like well and we're we're going to be able to operate this whole thing ourselves and we're going to bring of the it other guys just stand around the whole time you know, it turns
1: out <laughs> well you guys like you jack ryan you steer the ship it's like why why is he doing that <laughs>
0: Yeah, that seems bad. So that he's conveniently on the, you know, in the, on the bridge or whatever the fuck is called in a, in a submarine at at the right time for the, for plot reasons. But anyway, I hope it's called the cockpit. I did notice that at the beginning of the book, at the, at the beginning of the book, well, plenty of semen there, uh, at the beginning of the book, They said, uh, Ramius says that, oh, we have hundreds of crew members that have to work 20 hours a day just to keep the sub running. But then they get all of them off the ship, and then the entire submarine is be able to operate it by, like, six guys.
2: But did did it occur to you it's because one of them is American, and he's as good (laughs) as 100 uh,
1: freedom haters. And the
2: British guy's okay, too. Uh, He's not okay for very long.
1: In their defense, the ship is idling, basically. <laughs> like, it's not really No, they anything. they
0: bring it, and then they have a they
1: shootout go, with yeah.
2: another submarine, and then ram another submarine. That's in the last part. That didn't It's matter. like, he but said, like, they're getting shot at, and he's like, 10 degrees left, and Jack should be like, what? Because he doesn't know how to pilot a fucking submarine. We no.
1: skipped something. We uh, skipped we uh, a lot of the sh- when
2: he jerks off that guy. Yeah, we so, skipped. The, yeah, it turns out the <laughs> ship's cook, the submarine's
0: cook, didn't actually evacuate the submarine because he figured out what was going on. But
1: he was also the like the super mole of the Russians. He like, was the double Zampolit. Yeah, damn, damn <laughs> He's like the undercover political guy who's there to snitch. But then there was a whole other thing with that other ship that sank. That one guy survived. Who was also the
2: cook. But yeah, that was also the cook, yeah. It
1: was a red herring, because he's communist, but yeah. it was
2: a red and herring. because of all the fish.
1: Yes, well, <laughs> they were in the Baltic, right? Um, and then there's, like, the whole bunch of shit with the Mormon doctor who swore, because he's like, darn it, uh, <laughs> I don't like this. Darn it, I had coffee by accident. <laughs> now I'm going to hell. He's the only character that doesn't drink coffee. <laughs> Everyone else is mainlining it like i forgot which there's like one guy's one admiral's office that they're in a bunch earlier in the book and he just has like a fucking full-on starbucks behind his desk he's like just brewing coffee in (laughs) in bulk volume like put i put on another 50 gallon pot gentlemen because we're not sleeping for the 19th straight day this country needs saving and then just pound coffee in the military they do often keep people awake for insanely
2: long periods of time.
0: It's like like a big thing in the Navy right
2: now. They, uh, all the, there's a huge problem in the Navy these days because they are, they're they're not sleeping. enough, yeah, basically they're (laughs) not putting enough people like on the boat to like save space and money. And so everyone's working shifts that are way too long. So the people like keeping lookout are falling asleep on duty and the ship is crashing into shit. It happens all the time. And being awake for 24 hours is almost
0: is co- is about as cognitively debilitating as being really drunk, just yeah. because... Yeah. They do
2: they do more than 24 hours He's Way less fun.
0: And they're operating... And way less fun. And they're operating billion-dollar pieces of equipment that have enough firepower to, like, level entire countries.
1: Didn't your... Did, when we did the S- Starship Troopers, didn't uh, Alex tell us about sleep stuff, that they do that so... Like, you're
2: training... They do during training. Yeah. But like, also, for, like... Long term, and they're they're at sea for months, and they're keeping them up for days, or like you know, way too long, over a very long period of times. And there's not no much, there's not enough training that will just your body's going to break down, and you just can't like you can function in like short bursts through like trying to get through adrenaline shit, but we're not built to be awake for thirty hours. Looking out at the sea, look for an iceberg. Yeah.
1: Tell that to doctors in uh, their residency. <laughs> also, a
2: bad idea. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of sleep deprivation, he realizes <laughs> this that book a bad will guy. help you with that. <laughs> you will fall right out. There's a bad guy on the boat, and they hear a bunch of gunshots, and they're like, You shouldn't have guns in submarines that's not where they go and they're like I'll go check it out because oh yeah, Rami's like give me character. your gun.
1: He's like fuck you. You just defected to us, asshole. You don't you
2: make no
1: decisions going forward. What did you think was going to happen?
2: You're literally a traitor to be fair. I have the freedom to not give you my gun cuz I'm an American. <laughs> well, when they defect, he says we would like to request asylum. He Jack Ryan's like welcome to freedom, baby. Yeah, his dialogue changes dramatically at that point in the book. Like Maybe it's just not a, of, he's, he Normally he's a big nerd.
1: Well, yeah. And now all of a sudden he's a cool dude. Like, he's like a. All, all the book, he's like, super nerdy. He gets into a lot of shootouts for a PhD guy. Very. Well. It's, it's very much like a Dan Brown fantasy thing, like Tom Clancy. Like, I was going to say,
0: fantasy. Tom Clancy is definitely the Dan Brown of the 1980s and early 90s.
1: <laughs>
2: Dan Brown well, of the sea. Also, uh, <laughs> he also, he wanted to join the military, but he couldn't because his eyes were trash. And so this is just him fanboying out and fan- doing it vicariously, I guess.
1: Maybe that's why it's the guy who is also handicapped in some way that figures <laughs> everything out. penis was out. far
2: too large, just like me, Tom Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> the character's name is Tom Don Clancy fancy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he had to fold it up like a flag at a veteran's funeral to get it back into his pants. <laughs> it was so girthy. How many, how many beams is that thing? Is that what they're saying? How big is its beam?
2: <laughs> Speaking of girth, uh, he goes to find where the shots are coming from because his dick is so big and he's the main character and um, it's like a dousing rod it yeah. leads <laughs> it leads towards trouble it, it leads, leads to towards a plot to defeat and uh of course he sees like uh, the russian has been shot in the face and he's he's dead cuz no one cares about him but british guy has been shot a few times but he's fine
1: he's been shot in, he's got, in the chest somewhere
2: but in, in a that way that in you head. could
1: live for a day and yeah. it grazed his head and they're instantly able to ascertain that it's not a he just got his head blown off kind of wound
2: they're yeah. just
1: like that's fine. That's not the problem. But also, when he tries to convince the captain, he's like, "I just heard gunshots." He's like, no, this is my ship. I know my ship. There are no guns. And he's like, "I just fucking heard bullets, dude." <laughs> and he's like, "No." Like, <laughs> he just, just like, all right, I'm hearing things. And he's like, "I don't trust you." Like, you don't get to trust. You're the traitor. <laughs> just shut the
2: fuck up. <laughs> like, I'll go do it myself. And he's gonna fight the bad guy. The bad guy's like, "I'm gonna blow the ship up." He's like, "Well, then you'll die." He's like, "Yeah, that's." That's the idea, dude. I, uh, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, wait, what, what movie is that? That's uh, Die Hard.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: I think also in the mid-80s, 84. Was it also 84? I don't it's know. like
1: 88. It's later 80s.
2: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, long story short, Jack Ryan jerks off a bunch of shots, and <laughs> kills the bad guy, his words, and, and he then watches him die. But also, uh, oh yeah, then he pukes all over his body because <laughs> he hasn't killed anybody since the last book, which didn't exist at this point. But I guess at the time of writing this, this was his first kill. Even though in the prequels he kills a bunch of people. <laughs> well, the, well, the prequels are books that no one's ever fucking heard of. Are they? Is it not Patriot Games? Did he? Did he save the British royalty more than once? So the book Where he that saved comes, them from the
1: IRA. Oh, Patriot Games is the first. And then Red Rabbit is the second, which who the fuck read that? That's
2: one? where he goes undercover at a magician's ring in Czechoslovakia.
1: That's the one where he like <laughs> stops them trying to assassinate the Pope.
2: Oh, okay, you know that one, <laughs> sure. Uh, because he because they hate because they hate the Pope, and Tom Clancy just loves God. There was a thing about the Pope, in this. Oh yeah. Because yeah. the oh there was the
0: thing about Poland, because the CIA tried to trick the <laughs> Russians into thinking, oh it's the pol it's the Polish that's the dumbest that, story. they gave you the oh, and it's because they love in Poland they love
1: the Pope, because at this time it was John Paul II who was Polish. And they're like, and there's a whole bunch of Poles that work on this submarine, that's why it fucked up. They put screen doors on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in the end he shoves the bad guy, and then the Soviet guy gets shot in the leg, but he's fine because plot, and then they have way too much more story where they have to like fight off another sub, at, and at this somehow point, they do it.
0: This is where the film ends, because this is where a it way ended. better place for the book to end, too. For the story just to just be over. Oh, and so the ramius and the officers defect, and they manage to get the sub. Back to somewhere where they can hide it. The
2: Americans get the sub back to somewhere they can
0: hide it, and therefore, you know the end.
2: And they blow up an American sub to fool all the other the Russians. Ethan Allen, they sunk yes. the uh,
1: shitty Ethan Allen, and then they quickly steal super super Golden Ears boy. He takes like a random gear or some bullshit, like a depth the depth gauge, yeah, which is what I call my cock, and he takes it from. <laughs> The ship. It doesn't, it's not really good for uh, more than a few inches, but uh, he <laughs> takes that from the ship. It's just, it's like, Two? it's not waterproof. It's water resistant. <laughs> it can only go so deep. <laughs> so they take the pressure, really. They, they take the depth <laughs> gauge and then they, and then they're like, why are you taking that from our sub? like, I don't know. I'm just following orders. And then you, and you're like, I don't, should I care about this? I thought you this? had freedom.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> and then they put that at, they just like gingerly lay that down, and, <laughs> and then
2: they the find wreckage. it in the fucking Mariana and, trench. And then
0: they bring a Russian down with us with a sub, like the one that found the, the the Titanic with this. Like they're like we're investigating this wreck, and they find it. Oh, that's definitely from the Red October. Oh, that's definitely the depth missile. gauge from the Red October. That's what the sub is. Even though anyone who actually knew what they were... knew about Russian submarines would be able to go. But the rest of this wreckage is definitely not from the Red October, so fuck you, you're lying. But anyway,
2: they, that's one of the Well, they just pull a bitch fit. They're like, you lied to us. We're not even going to look anymore. Whatever. And they go back up. And the KGB guy is like, that's fine, whatever. I hate this job.
1: Can I also defecate?
2: <laughs> but yeah, they put a, a
1: missile there. And then they're like, you bad Russians. <laughs> Well, the Russian
0: cook tried to set off a missile but wasn't able to when Jack Ryan tried to diffuse it like a bomb, which is probably a pretty stupid idea. Uh, <laughs> By yanking every cable out of it. And <laughs> then Captain Ramia says, we'll just, like, dump it out of the boat and just, like, let it sink, you know. We're, so they, like, kind of launch it halfway, even though... Because if it actually launched, launched it would have started World War Three. so that would have been really bad. But they just, like, dump it out of the boat. And like, yeah, so then there's also a... Nuclear missile just sitting on the floor of Chesapeake Bay at this point. You know, there's
2: there's an astounding number of missiles sitting at the bottom of the ocean. Probably there actually there really are, um, and probably not that far from America. Isn't there a bunch right near Chesapeake that we know about? And they're like, eh, let's just not mess with it. So the you know, United States have had, has had ten thousand years of far, far
0: too many accidents with nuclear weapons. Just like just like uh, at one point, uh, I forget which was probably the sixties. A B-29 carrying some nuclear bombs just like literally like blew up over like South Carolina or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that was it, yeah. And then they couldn't find where the nuclear bombs fell. They, where they, but luckily um it was, no, maybe they did find it and it could have totally gone off, and but it didn't because of one little safety, one extra like little safety valve managed to work correctly. And so it didn't, when it it didn't just blow up. But there have been nuclear bombs draw, lost on the bottom of the Mediterranean. Um, a bunch of nuclear submarines really have sunk. And in fact, the uh, the guy who did find the Titanic, what's his name?
1: James Cameron.
0: No, uh, not James Cameron. Jacques Cousteau. Not him either. Anyway, the guy who found the wreck of the Titanic in 1980-whatever, He the cover story for his expedition was to find the titanic but his real mission was from the u.s military was to find the wreck of two sunken american submarines the thresher and the scorpion which he did find he had a pretty good he did find and then he had three weeks left so he's like hey i got an idea how about you let me go find the titanic now and then he found it so good for him there was a point where America, the Americans like tried to lift. So there was a sunken Russian submarine. They tried to develop this whole cover story. And then they tried to literally like lift it off of the seafloor, like, you know, thousands of feet. And it almost worked except a nuclear missile tipped upside down and actually fell out and literally could have gone off when it like hit the seafloor, but didn't. Like this, Everybody's this kind balls of... went real high into their body at that point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, anyway, these things really did happen in real life.
1: And I didn't even tell my story about the Cuban Missile Crisis yet. but They do mention that in this book, too. There's a, a whole Cold War history, sort of, throughout the whole book
0: yep so anyway they in the book doesn't end where they finally are just kind of like hey all right we looks like we got away with the submarine instead there's like a whole like secret thing okay a a russian sub tries to sink the red october but they can't like but they have to like pretend that they're not actually doing it and the americans can't fire on them and they can't fire on the americans uh, but rules but of
1: engagement. Thing.
0: But they're yeah exactly because that was Star World War Three. But if the Russian sub sinks their defecting Russian sub, that's okay. But there, but then there are two other American subs that they could be hitting by accident. And it, and this is actually about a quarter of the book that I yeah. definitely just skimmed over and did not pay attention to because I knew like no 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 the, the the story should have ended by now.
1: The whole I'm last pretend quarter that it did was just tom clancy dunking on communism it was
2: just <laughs> or the, where the fucking veteran captain loses to jack ryan the man who's never been in a sub
1: but, well because he's listening to uh, Ramius, none of those
2: directions should make any sense
1: the dom of subs <laughs> <laughs> you know you bet uh that guy who uh, got sunk what's his name was like kurgan what was his name K- kovanov or something like that I forget his name. Someone like K, right? Co- yeah. He was like Co- the student. Koperov. He was the student of yeah. Remius. You bet when he when he gets like he's pretty salty. Like <laughs> uh <laughs> I
2: thought you were going for a beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's like every scene for like after they officially defect, they're just like, let's go watch a movie. And they're like, what is film? And then they watch. You can and, have and, a
2: computer in-house.
1: And I like the movies that they have on VHS. They're like, We have E.T., we have uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, and we have Hondo, which is like a <laughs> fucking uber dad movie. <laughs> In did an uber watch, dad book. Did you ever see uh, Married with Children? Remember that show? Yes. Like, Hondo was... Uh, that what the fuck is the guy's name? Ed O'Neill. Al. Al, Al Bundy's... That's his favorite movie, is Hondo. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I know that. I've never heard of this movie. It's a John Wayne fucking Western. Oh, it sucks. Oh, of course it is, yeah. It, it's a, There was an episode of Married with Children where they have to run errands, and he's like, we got to get home. Hondo's on TV at three today, and they only show Hondo every 17 years. <laughs> and so then, of course, they get delayed and they miss it. But... Hondo is a movie where I just mention that around my dad or my wife's dad, and they're just like, "Oh, great movie!" <laughs> and then they just start fucking talking about Hondo. I've never seen it. No interest, but it's, it's a game my wife and I play whenever both of our dads are in the same place, and we'll just kind of try to just like say the is name that of a the Hondo jungle. Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hondo's great, but I don't know about the son's a Katie Elder, and then they're like, "Oh man, the son's a Katie Elder though," and then. And then we're just like trying to IMDb John Wayne movies. <laughs> and he made like 3,000 movies. And you'll say, well, we have never seen any of them because they all blow. I mean, I've seen a few. And I'll say one that's like, not, I'll like, fuck it up. I'm like, yeah, it's no O'Hanlon's Reef. And I'm like, no, I didn't like that. No, that one was <laughs> shitty. I didn't know. So, uh, I could save it. Hold on. The Horse soldiers. I'm like, oh, horse. Oh, fuck it. Shit. Horse soldiers. It happens every holiday. They have not figured out we're doing this. <laughs> they just like talking. they just like saying that they know the names of John Wayne movies that's one of the things that makes this a super dad book
2: is that they watch that that and everything else
1: well yeah that and how awesome america is and our freedom and
2: did did you notice when uh the 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 american gets on the russian sub and he's looking at their their porn like this commie porn sucks not as good as real american porn <laughs> <laughs> Look at their lazily shaved labias (laughs) in America. He's
1: critiquing the poses.
2: Like, the poses are no good. Like, what are they doing? Like, hitting someone with a hammer and sickle? What the fuck is a communist pose? I don't understand. They're
1: mostly just waiting in line. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: waited in line for this
1: porn? This is embarrassing. (laughs) We have to wait in line to masturbate to it as well. Okay, so the book goes on and on and on, but ultimately it ends... In what is uh, just like a slow montage (laughs) of of them Americanizing a bunch of Soviets. And then it's over. And like, you'll love freedom. It's amazing. I love it already.
0: I don't know if he says that exactly, but (laughs) it was quite over the top. And then the book is over.
1: So what'd you think, gentlemen?
0: I actually thought it was fine. I really did. Even though it was very, it was... The book is not subtle about no. most Ooh. about Ooh. really anything. It's it almost really propaganda. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? There's just sort of overall plot of a Russian captain with a super secret sub is trying to defect, and the Americans have to figure it out that both he's trying to defect and then actually getting the sub and the captain without starting World War Three. You know what? That's a good plot. That. It's a very good plot.
1: Actually, I can get the into The book that. came
2: out, except for how the uh, they've spent, you know, a billion dollars and years building the secret technology that one wizard-eer American figures out in a day. It's like, "Oh, I see what they're doing. There's a bunch of water going through tubes. It must be a new propeller system. Let's follow it." And the book but was but really that would, that over the top. That wouldn't have mattered.
1: Sure. That wouldn't have really mattered if all the other stuff wasn't happening though because well, they, it's only they were because just they're all... Well, yeah, but that's what they're supposed to be. That's yeah. what they were doing,
2: apparently. Well, they had just finished their war games, and they said, I hear a weird thing. I was like, message Washington. Can we follow it? Like, yeah, go follow. I was like, cool.
1: But that's only because Washington knew that there was the other yeah. sub thing, so like, all the pieces had to line up. And I think that's what... I think Tom Clancy wanted to make a plot that was not full of plot holes, like that it would sound like something plausible for government. But I, then, I don't think but then. any plot the, then, holes in this. When you have a bureaucratic plot, that means you have a shit ton of stupid crap to have to go through, you know, and that that, it made it really drag at points.
2: I think the movie was better because it cut out all the shit that doesn't matter and all the descriptions of uh, military gear that I don't care about. Well, we could just show you it. (laughs) That's...
1: What's that thing about a picture being worth something? They didn't have
2: like a fucking words over the screen. I'm like, this boat is, does this, and it can go this fast, and it was built here in 1962. And then there was this thing, and then it did all the other missions when it did another thing, and now it's here. It's like, it's a boat. Yeah, it's cool, man.
1: You know what, though? In the 80s, uh, I mean, just like today, there's a certain percentage of the population that's just interested in the military, but... Oh, yeah. The Cold War was a big fucking deal, and we're spending billions and billions of dollars a year... In 1984 dollars on on military stuff, people were curious about what it was and to have descriptions of it. I'm sure that was much more interesting than than it was to us now. Yeah, And Top Gun, you know,
0: had only just come came out around this time, right? Didn't come out 86. Okay, it didn't come out yet, but sort of like that is the kind of thing that came out in the 80s. You know, like super oh U.S. military great. Amazing kind Fucking of thing. That was, abs-
2: that was the kind of thing Americans liked hearing. This, also, this was a thing then, and it's still a thing right now. If you need to involve the military in some way, in a movie especially, they get a say over the script. So if you want to use planes or boats, like all the Michael Bay movies, you,
0: you
1: have to show the military
2: it. in a positive light. Yeah, you yeah. have to make them look good. Otherwise, they'll say, fuck you. And so they do it. And so, I mean, you don't need that for a book, but they were, you know, clearly someone published by
1: the Naval Academy. Yeah, so it's like make us look
2: good. And it's a thing now again, even now, uh, because Jack Ryan is a show with Jim from The Office. Um, and when they were making it, he asked them, "Is he talked to the CIA? He's like, I want to portray the CIA the way you want to be perceived." I was like, ugh. Asking the CIA for that, that's the real cuck move, Jim. But, because <laughs> they need it. They need the equipment.
1: Can't just green screen that shit now?
2: I guess not. Might be cheaper not to, if the military will give you a
0: deal on, like, you know, using it in, for filming purposes. Yeah, it would be,
2: you're saving hundreds of millions of dollars. Definitely Michael Bay movies. Oh, Michael Bay movies are, are, are basically the modern day version of these books but with more cuts and transformers. So
1: I get why this would have been a very interesting book in the mid 80s to a man with thinning hair and a lawn. Should anyone read this now?
2: (laughs) If you're like a military nerd.
0: You know, I thought it was fine. I really did. And even though it is over the top and not subtle, I actually thought it was really pretty interesting Except you can skip the last 25%, and it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: the end. <laughs> it, it really should have ended there. Absolutely. Like, I, I was hoping it was going to be like the Chuck Tingle book. And then after it, it would be like the end, and there's pages and pages of the list of Tom Clancy
2: books. Because <laughs> he, he has that many books.
1: Because <laughs> well, he licensed his name out, essentially. He like franchised himself. It's like Tom Clancy. So what's more
2: American than becoming a franchise yourself? <laughs> dude, dude? The dude
1: knows which, who won the Cold War. <laughs> I thought it was fine, too, and I agree with Nate. The last quarter is dog shit, and you should skip it. It shouldn't exist.
2: I think he had to have it in there because he had to have one submarine fight, and he couldn't get it in before that.
1: I also felt like he did, you know, something that you could be picky about in a lot of books is you'll get to the end and, like, they didn't tie up all these loose ends. Here they tie up every loose end. Every character gets a curtain call for like, and what happened to that guy? And then what happened to that jammed Xerox machine? And like everything (laughs) gets revisited one more time. I need to know. (laughs) Did they find the toner? (laughs) Did he get that Um, skiing Barbie? And we totally skipped how Ramius sent a letter threatening, like bragging about what he was going to do, that the Russians would have known sooner if it wasn't for their corrupt postal service <laughs> <laughs> lazy, the guy corrupt. who was sorting the mail missed the basket of you know it's like
0: the letter fell off the table and nobody bothered to pick it back up for three days or something yeah, he's like, like, like fuck that
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's i'm getting drunk now fuck this and he just left and they barely missed it so if he had if he had if one russian had done his job the Cold War would have ended differently. That's Tom Clancy's message. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if a single one of those pieces of shit would work hard, they'd be great, but they're all gar-
2: degenerates. That
1: seems to be what he's suggesting in this book.
2: Except the ones that love freedom and want to come to America.
1: Well, yeah. They, they,
0: Speaking of they which, there is a major problem with the plot, plot hole, except for the fact that it's the premise of the whole book, which is... <laughs> oh. If Captain Ramius wanted to defect, there are way easier ways to do that than steal a billion-dollar submarine and sail it towards America, where they will definitely just blow you up, rather than if you wanted to defect, you just show up at a fucking embassy and say, I want to defect you de- and you don't have to do the- this whole crazy nonsense. Well, he also wanted to punish Russia for that's killing a, yeah, his wife. Yeah,
1: he, he wanted to fuck them, and that's what he says. I, came to, I come seeking asylum, and I bring you this gift. That's what he says. It's
2: true. Been a, it Except been a short for the fact that, that up the, the
0: United, <laughs> S- there's no in re- <laughs> there's no way that he he had to put his faith in the fact that America would figure out that he's defecting with the submarine. The like, Americans there's no have way. The freedom to figure it
1: out.
2: Nate, that's because he's a man of faith. That's which is not Speaking allowed. Yes. hating. Right. He you know, was baptized in hating. secret in Lithuania. Yes. In Vilnius, or whatever the fuck. Vilnius? Vilnius.
1: Vilnius, yeah. Vanius. It's, uh, yes. How he, <laughs> yeah, he remembers all of, all of his. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he remembers the time he met a, a weird old decrepit sea captain who gave him a love of the sea because he had no friends. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The guy who Is telling him stories who about. Busted like, out of a gulag war. to pilot a ship against the, in the war against Finland or some weird shit.
1: <laughs> was it, wasn't it during the Great Patriotic War? That it great, I had up, to look
2: that up. I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, oh, that's just what they That's World, World War II. II.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's better than calling it that war where we won, but a lot of people died. <laughs>
2: uh, that's But we them.
1: lost way more people than they did. They're, they're okay with it. But we still won, damn it, my one experience with the with the hardcore Russian guys is he didn 't smile and he was inscrutable, which is what they say about the Russians throughout this whole book, uh, so maybe you know maybe Tom Clancy was on to something he did his research
0: there 's a video on YouTube of Tom Clancy when he gave a talk to the um intellig- this is you know like two years after this book came out and he became world famous. Uh, he did a talk to the nSA or CIA or something like that, but it wasn 't classified and he and Tom Clancy is actually a really funny guy and a really good uh, public speaker. And he said that, you know, he said, you know, I didn't get any help from the intelligence services writing this book, except for one thing. Because he was an in- insurance salesman in mm-hmm. northern Virginia, so it's like all, you know, around Washington, D.C. and stuff. So like, and I knew this one guy was in the CIA. I didn't know what he did. One guy at the CIA, so he called me because he had to do so much, take care of some insurance thing. And then I asked him, hey, do you speak Russian? Dead silence. And then asked him, hey, how do you say Red October in Russian? And then the guy goes, okay, I can tell you that. And then he tells him how to say Red October in in Hmm. Russian. He's like, that's all the help I got from the
1: intelligence services writing this book. I've heard... I remember one of my dad's friends talking about Tom Clancy books. Those those are the only books that were allowed in his house. And (laughs) he said... (laughs) You know, his details are so great that when he published one of his books, the government asked him where he got all this information. So I don't know if that's like a true story or just like probably this about one. Tom Clancy. That like sort of... You know. I've heard
0: that tale of him as well. So in sure this in the same YouTube video, he does actually say where he got all this information. He, for $50, he purchased a naval war game. Like those, those where dads go out and do, you know, military war games with each other. You know, <laughs> on a tabletop, he purchased one of those for fifty dollars. But it just had a list of every single piece of American hardware like ever, and it's like range <laughs> and capabilities <laughs> and engines and you know all the guys. Yeah, Kinda like dad. It cost D&D? me cost me fifty <laughs> yeah. bucks.
1: Wow. D and, okay. D and D. Dad. D and D. Dad and D. Um,
2: so I don't know if anyone needs to read this today. See the movie. I've never better. seen the
1: movie but I, I can see how it's this is make Ford, a good movie it's fine. No, Harrison Ford's not in this one. This one's with uh, this, this Alec is Alec, Alec Baldwin.
2: Baldwin. Oh right, I forgot about that. In my head it's always going to be Harrison Ford, but it was Alec Baldwin. Yeah.
1: Why why does no one ever say
2: fucking Ben Affleck? <laughs> he played Jack Ryan in one he movie. He did. Yeah. Some of all I fears. Come of all fears. Yeah. We we're going to forget about Ben Affleck. Um but yeah, okay, it's fine though. It's it's fine. It's better, it's, it's this, it's, it's pretty much exactly the same plot, but uh, it cuts out the shit that you don't need.
1: Yeah, they cut out the entire British part. Don't right? need them.
2: They serve no purpose. It's, yep. They're just a place for Jack to stand. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> that is kind of true, <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: that's pretty accurate. <laughs> if you're into military stuff and Cold War stuff, this book is fine, but it's still for a thriller. It's cheesy, it is. It's, a it's it's hokey. a little dated and it really it really drags at points i'm curious and it's curious. definitely propaganda it, it it is definitely it does it does not hide its cards <laughs>
2: uh, none of the cards are red
1: <laughs> cuz we don't play soccer here this is america <laughs> uh i think uh yeah I'd, I'd say no need to read it it's really not i mean it's it's, it's kind of like important cuz it probably Basically, like, made this genre. It made Tom Clancy, who is a genre unto himself. But there's a whole lot of other shit like this now. These, like, oh, hyper, yeah. hyper-technical thrillers.
0: All the Robert Ludlum, you know, Jason Bourne
2: Robert was i the Jason Bourne ones. Evan, either. I just saw the movies. The movies are much better than The Hunt for Red October. I could
1: tell you that without having read any of them, that the movies are better. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robert Lotham was already a
0: thing around this time, though, wasn't he? I think he's dead now, and people are writing under his name, so you might
1: be right. Oh, he's figured out. Did he figure out before, his, Clancy? His estate has figured out. He was writing shit in the 70s, but I don't know when he actually became famous. All of his names have. All of his books have really pretentious names. The Gemini Contenders. The Chancellor Manuscript. The Holcroft Covenant. They're all just, like, stupid names. Apparently, uh... Uh, Christopher Hitchens and Salman Rushdie would play a game where they would try to turn Shakespeare plays into a Robert Ludlum title. <laughs> 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 I don't can't think of any that's, of the examples now. That's the single nerdiest sentence
2: anyone's ever said, Michael.
1: That t- uh, Christopher Hitchens and Salman Rushdie hung out, <laughs> and that was what they did with their time. Yeah, you know, I just had to check that uh, Tom Clancy's Hunt for Red October is not on the Thousand One Books You Must Read Before You Die list. It's not. No, well, we
2: just wasted our time then. <laughs> what were we thinking? hours of my life
1: it was hours. like eight, it was like eight hours it took me to read uh, like seven or eight hours of reading that's to get a
2: lot, to that's, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of it's a lot of boat <laughs> and oh, you gosh. know what i retained none of it i couldn't tell you a single boat <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just say any combination of phonemes and it might be a boat
2: yeah i mean i could tell you like say the a names state of them well i know the names but like i couldn't tell you any details about any of them or what each boat was couldn't tell you
1: Here's what you need. Here's the, the cheat sheet version. If it's an American boat, you say that's a good boat. And if it's a Russian boat, shitty boat. <laughs> and that's all you need to yeah. know. Unless it's the Red October, which is like a really good boat that America could have built twenty years earlier, but they decided not to. That's also part
2: of the plot. Mm, yeah, because they they way. couldn't how to figure out how to get the tubes big enough because that guy's uh, balls were in the way. <laughs> it's because their giant American dicks were in the, were
1: filling them up. <laughs> the small Russian peepees were fine. <laughs> All right,
0: well, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to <laughs> drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And you know we never mentioned Patreon in this episode, but we have one of those. If you want to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub where you could uh, give us money, uh, rubles or dollars,
2: uh, and support the podcast. And you can also give us a review wherever you're listening. Just give us five stars. One star for every time America won a war that Russia didn't. And uh, you can also be our friend on Goodreads, because that would be nice. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters.
0: And thanks for listening.